So it was about 30 years ago that uh, some friends invited me out to church with them. And uh, uh, one of the guys I knew, and I knew him before, he was a believer, and he was a totally different person now, and so I was kind of interested. And, and I listened to him talk about his faith, and he, again, invited me out to church. And so I went with him and another guy that he was in a Christian band with, and they both went to this church, uh, which turned out to be just down the street from my house. And uh, the reason I didn't know that is because they met in a fitness center, like a community center. And um, it wasn't even the fitness center. This was even earlier than that. This was just kind of a community center. And they just had chairs set out, and they had uh, you know some instruments up on the kind of a little stepped platform. Uh, and there was a pulpit there, uh, like a podium. And, uh, and uh, I went there, and that first week I was a little freaked out because I grew up going to a Catholic church, which meant stained glass windows, and you dressed up, and all this kind of thing. And uh, these folks were all like in jeans, and you know, button-down shirts, and t-shirts, and gym shoes, and stuff. And I just, uh, as a 21-year-old or so, I was just kind of thought that was cool, but it felt weird being in church that way. And then the worship started, and they began to praise the Lord, and the people around me were singing like they meant it and everything, and it just really was weird to me. So. Um, uh, people kind of rocking back and forth and lifting their hands in the air. I thought, you know what, this is weird. What is this, you know? And and uh, uh, but I sat through it, and and the band was pretty good, and and uh, you know the music. I didn't know any of the songs. I'd, I'd never heard any of the songs they were singing before. Um, and and so, but eventually, as they got through the the worship and the announcements and stuff, uh, all of a sudden the pastor came out and he began to teach, and he just opened his Bible. And he did something I'd never really uh, thought about when it came to the Bible. He taught it like, you know, like it was history or something. You know, like this was stuff that, you know, happened in real life. You know, I guess in retrospect, when I would read my Bible, um, and I did read my Bible a little bit as a Catholic, uh, which is what I grew up in, and, um, but I always kind of read it just sort of like, you know, a storybook. It's a story of things Jesus did, or it's, it's stories of, you know, like it was just a book of Bible stories. I never really thought about it as having happened in time and space. I guess I've always just sort of imagined it took place in this sort of Bible fairyland somewhere. But he was teaching it like it was history. I, don't, I wish I remember what book he was in at the time. I feel like it might have been John or something. But uh, I feel like it was maybe one of the Gospels. But, um, but he was teaching it and talking about it in a whole different way than I'd ever really heard or thought of even. And so I kept coming back. Week after week, I'd come back and I'd hear him uh, teaching and where he left off the last week. This week, he would spend a little time just sort of revisiting what he covered last time, and then he'd pick it up right where he left off. And he would just keep teaching through it. And so I, I kept coming back. And eventually, I came to know the Lord. Um, well, during that time, I, uh, I started to learn what ministry was all about, and in particular, ministry the way that uh, that it took place in a Calvary chapel. And I mention all this because my pastor was, um, was a result of another pastor. He was the fruit of another pastor's ministry, uh, a guy named Chuck Smith. Uh, yesterday was actually the eighth anniversary of Chuck's passing to go home with the Lord. As a matter of fact, Chuck's wife Kay just recently passed away, uh, just this last year, a couple of months ago. And, um, and I've never done this before. I, I feel like maybe it's, it's, uh, I should have in some way, but um, you know, I've never taken time to just sort of talk about the influence and impact uh, that, has, uh, that the Lord has had on me through just the simple ministry of Calvary Chapel. 
uh, as, as you probably know, I've mentioned it at the end of our, our episodes that, you know, I pastor a Calvary Chapel in Franklin, Tennessee. Well, well, I'm the product of that ministry as well. Uh, you know, a couple of generations in now, but, but the simple, beautiful way that this ministry takes place is really the fruit of, of, of the approach that, uh, again, Pastor Chuck had. He would just open the Bible and he would teach it. He would rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to take that word and to go into the hearts of those who would hear, into the ears, into the hearts ultimately, and effect change, bringing people to salvation, changing lives, saving marriages, um, bringing people from lives of, dis- of just self-destruction into lives of you know, peace and joy and, and even service and those kinds of things. And I remember um, uh, when my wife and I started dating, uh, we went out to California where her family lives, uh, and, uh, and uh, we went out to see Chuck at church. And, and, and so we went there and sat in the service, and, uh, and it's a big church. I mean, the sanctuary, uh, when he, you know, uh, it, may, it may seem more now, I don't know, but at the time that he was teaching, and certainly at that time when I first heard him, it seated like 22, 2,300 people or something. Um, but I, it felt like a small church. Like you met people, you got to know folks, you talked to them like you were talking to a friend that you'd known for a long time. And there was this wonderful love that just sort of, and grace that just permeated the, the gathering. And, uh, and I, I recognized that this was a, a wonderful move of the Holy Spirit. And, and I'm so grateful for those experiences. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not by nature an experiential kind of a person, you know, but, but I have to say, I really loved just the simple approach to fellowship, to church, to ministry. Uh, he would simply teach the Bible. He had, the worship team would sing songs that we could all join in and sing. Even if they were unfamiliar when they started by about the end of the first chorus, you felt like you knew the song and you could join in and sing. Um, the, the, the wonderful uh, element of, of just encouraging people to know the Lord personally, to love Him and to walk with Him, to learn to rely on the Holy Spirit and not uh, on the power of the flesh or the works of the flesh, both for salvation but also in terms of service. Um, the fact that Chuck would allow misfits and people that you know, didn't necessarily um, you know, fit the typical model of a Bible teacher or a pastor to begin to um, just spread their wings and let the Lord use them in ways that, um, that they would never have anticipated being able to be used. Well, that had a huge impact on me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not seminary trained or anything like that. I, I'm, I sat under some like Mountain Rushmore level top-notch teaching in my old church in Elk Grove with my pastor. But, you know, that's, that was my training, learning to serve in that church and listening and learning how to teach the Word that way and to recognize the, the necessity of leaning on the Holy Spirit to take that Word again and, and, and allow it to bring change. There's so much um, from Chuck's ministry, and, uh, and I don't want to sound like a, a groupie kind of a person. I've never been that by nature. But I have to say, and I, I don't hesitate, and I certainly uh, don't, want to hold anything back in saying that I absolutely loved Chuck in the way he did service to the Lord. Uh, it moved me. It, it caused me to recognize the beauty of knowing the Lord and giving him space to work in your life and the uncomplicated nature of it. Um, you know, nowadays in, in, in so much of the Christian culture, there is so much pretense, so much... Uh, of a sense of thinking that we need to do certain things to bring people into the church. 
need to have the loudest music. We need to have uh, crazy haircuts. We need to have tattoos and, 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 and try and look like all this stuff in order to appear cool so unbelievers will come and listen to us, um, you know, tell stories and this kind of thing. It's, it's such a strange thing uh, when you consider what we really are called to do, and that's just simply share God's Word and to trust that God's Word in the hands of the Holy Spirit can just affect tremendous change and can bring about conversion, confession, can bring about, um, it can produce such deep and lasting fruit in the life of a, of a human being, turning them from darkness to light and from the broad path that leads to destruction to the narrow road that leads to everlasting life and then to help believers grow in maturity and sanctification. These are things that the Word of God does just by virtue of being God's Word that never returns void but always accomplishes that which it's set out to do. Chuck used to quote often, and of course anybody who's familiar with Calvary Chapels and Chuck, they, you know this, but he would often quote Zechariah 4.6 where it speaks about uh, not by power, or not by uh, uh, power nor, nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And, uh, and to see that in action, that regular reliance on the Holy Spirit, that genuine love for the Lord and for his people, the humility that he brought to his ministry, and, and, and he never built himself up as anything special, but he just simply week after week, oftentimes under tremendous criticism uh, for allowing weirdos and hippies and long hairs and stuff into the church, um, he just went ahead and kept on just chugging along. And an entire movement uh, during that period of time, <clears throat> in large part because of the ministry that God was doing through him in the Calvary chapels at that time, uh, ended up having just a tremendous and far-reaching and lasting impact. I'm the fruit of that. I'm so thankful for that. And I, I promise you that if you've ever gleaned anything from a podcast that we've posted, uh, or if you sit in our church and you've ever learned a single thing, you really kind of owe it to my pastor and his pastor, uh, Pastor Phil in Elk Grove and then Pastor Chuck out there at Calvary, Calvary Costa Mesa. Um, it is that approach to ministry and even just that uh, style in which to do it. It just, it just removed all the pretense for me and allowed me to just become a believer and to grow. And so, you know, when I think about Pastor Chuck, again, I'm not a, not a fanboy, not a groupie or anything like that, but I have to admire very deeply the consistent, many decades long ministry of a simple guy who simply wanted to teach the word of God, simply, and allow the Lord to use that. To me, that's, that's one of the most beautiful models to ministry and everything else that comes would grow out of that. And so, Thank you uh, for all of those who have had influence on myself and you've had influence on so many over the years. Uh, I wish I could thank Pastor Chuck again. You know, I'm thankful I had the opportunity and during the course of his life and just one of thousands of people that over the years have just appreciated that, that ministry and the consistency of it. Was it perfect? Of course not. You know, no ministry's perfect. Were there mistakes ever made? Sure, of course there were. I'm sure more than I'm even aware. And of course, I don't know that much to begin with. But you know, at the end of the day, it was just a wonderful evidence to the fact that a perfect God uses imperfect people to accomplish grand, grand things. And I'm so grateful to have been able to, um, to glean from that, to learn from that, and to sit under somebody who very directly learned from so much of that. And so, praise the Lord. You know, it's, uh, it, I just, again, wanted to take a minute uh, and just kind of share a few thoughts about that. Maybe it gives some insight into where we're coming from as a ministry. but. At the, it also ought to point us to the, the fact that it's important 
to acknowledge and appreciate those that God has used in your life. And so I just want to take a minute and, and appreciate Pastor Chuck uh, and his ministry and so many who were touched by it that have touched people like me and have caused me to walk more deeply with the Lord. So praise the Lord. Father, thank you for the good examples you give us in our lives. We pray that, Father, we would learn the examples from them. We learn the lessons. We grow in our faith. We grow in our um, uh, in our relationship with you as we watch them, as we imitate them, as they imitate Christ. And, Father, one day, uh, as that mantle is sort of passed on to the next generation, help us to embrace it and to be that for the next generation as well. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace in giving us human instruments to look at and recognize what it looks like when your grace gets a hold of somebody. Help us to be those same kinds of people. Get a hold of us with your grace and use us in the simple ministry that is ultimately empowered by your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for all of this. In Jesus' name, amen.